Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. It's Monday. It's Monday, 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 Monday. Um, Anyways, uh, uh, quite a a British Open we had uh, over the weekend. Uh, Of course, one of my favorites because it's on all night, so I get to watch overnight. Uh, In the meantime, Tiger made a nice run and a couple of bad holes took him out, but... uh, Markets continue to wind and wind in this tight little range. Uh, we would expect uh, that uh, you'll, we'll probably see a possible run at the new highs. Uh, again, it, there, there's, a, there's a big move coming. The question is, is it up or down? And the truth of the matter is, I think both. I think we go up and make new highs and then break down from there. Uh, but in the meantime, it's just duller than dull and not much going on. And I think we just continue to observe and be patient. Uh, you certainly don't want to get trapped or trying to guess the next move in the market. I think you're better off letting the charts decide. I think we've seen them decide in gold and in oil that those are both going lower. lower. The dollar continues to consolidate. Uh, but I think there was a, a couple of things. I don't know if you watched Bubba's bottom line over the weekend that I send out, which is part of my daily update. And every week I do a 30-minute TV show. Uh, but I did mention, and I, I want to just clarify a couple of things for those of you who do. Uh, number one, I said that I think we need higher wages. Now, I'm not talking about higher wages based on the minimum wage. What I'm talking about is we need to get back to the workforce where people actually make more money and, and the companies are paying more. Remember, we, we got into a, a position during the collapse of 08. And it was, there was no jobs and companies were in trouble. So you were basically had to work harder for less money then, okay? And now what I'm saying is now I don't want the raise rate. I want to see people being able to quit to force employers to pay more money, not because they're being mandated by the government, but because the job market warrants it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I am not a fan of, of, of salaries or, or minimum wage being set by the government or by the city or by the state. I am a free market capitalist that wants, but I want, I do want to see wages rise now, now that there's more job competition and that will happen on its own. I'm not, I don't want it mandated. So please not, don't confuse that. I said that we should see higher wages because with that, it should be governed that they're higher wages, higher wages will come as more people are willing to switch jobs and companies are going to want to hold on to their better employees. That is what I'm talking about. So again, just remember, I, I am a capitalist and, and I'm not interested in mandating what salary should be. But you can see, as they call the Goldilocks economy, that companies have not had to pay more yet. It hasn't caught up to them yet of what they're going to have to pay because we're just now getting into this where people are now comfortable leaving one job for another. 
but we still do not have some of these great jobs. A lot of the work and a lot of the jobs are, are more from the um, from the, 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 the crappy jobs still, the, the service jobs where they don't, those jobs don't command higher wages yet. So again, I'm not interested in raising those wage jobs. I'm interested in seeing a community to pick up where we get more construction. So the construction jobs pick up where we get more manufacturing, where the manufacturing jobs pick up because those are better paying jobs. I'm more interested in getting the healthcare system straightened away. I'm more interested in, 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 in a lot of those things. Now, for example, and I give you a perfect example, uh, there is a grocery chain called Woodman's. Okay, they're out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. I don't know how many stores they got, seven or eight or 10, whatever, but they're just moving into my neighborhood and they are a big discounter. They're, they're almost like a Costco type of place for, a, uh, for groceries, but not really. There's not a membership, but their prices are so cheap that people can't help but go there. I mean, they're, they don't even take credit cards, and, and, and they're swamped. You, they, they've got you know, 15 registers going all day long, nobody ever leaves. But they've got a gas station. They've got everything. But my point here is, is that the average wage for that type of job in this neighborhood right now is about 12 or $13. Well, they're going to pay 14 or $15. So they're going to create the demand. So if you're a competitor of theirs and you're going to want to keep your employee, you're going to have to pay them more to keep them or let them go. Now, again, I, that's up to you. That's up to the business. But I think that what we're looking here is that these are things, these are examples of what I expect to see where markets are going to actually, you know, com- com- competitors, you know, let's say, you know, one grocery store against another grocery store, one hardware store against another hardware store, whatever. As wages will, as, as somebody steps up and decides to pay more to get better help, Others are going to have to follow suit or they're going to have trouble getting help, especially if everybody's right that there's so many jobs available. Now, I am still not convinced that the economy is all that great. Obviously, I know what I hear. I know what I read, but I'm still not all that convinced. But in the meantime, if things are getting better and I have no reason to believe they're not, then it's going to create higher wages through that particular way. So again, I am not mandating that we have a government decided higher wages. I'm saying that the competition throughout industry will bring higher wages. So just to clear that up. And the other thing I want to clear up is, um, you know, I don't know if the, for the people who troll out there, why don't you get a life? Okay. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't mind anybody's opinion. I believe that anybody should have an opinion. But if you're going to troll just to be a jackass, I think that's just silly. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I guess you have nothing else to do. Uh, but, you know, stay away from me. I, don't, I have no interest in no time. And, and, and certainly we'll just delete any of those emails that, or, or, or Twitter things and just block you that are, are trolling. I mean, you know, again, I, I, fortunately, I'm in the spot that I get to express my opinion. And I have no problem with anybody expressing their opinion. But, you know, if, if you're going to be a jackass about it, you know, I don't see any reason for you to, to, to get in contact with me. I'm only trying to help and, and give everybody what my opinion is, which is what I clearly state that it is my opinion. So, uh, again, I certainly have no problem with anybody. And I've made the offer before. If you've got something to say and you don't agree with me, you want to come on my show you can come on and discuss it with me and we can go through it in front of an audience. 
Uh, but but don't hide in the in, don't hide behind uh, some stupid social media platform that nobody can can find out what you're trying to do and where you just you you talk you talk nonsense and, and and ridiculous things. I mean that to me is you know again the coward's way out. And quite frankly, you know I don't have the time for it and I'm not interested in it. And I think it's just ignorant. But anyways. Uh, this a happy way to start off a Monday, but, uh, you know, again, I get tired of hearing the same old stuff, you know, cause I see it all the time and, you know, uh, through other people and through myself and it's just, to me, it, it's just ridiculous, but so we'll see what happens in the markets here. I think you've got, uh, you know, I think gold's going significantly lower. I wouldn't be surprised if we go down to, you know, under 1200, uh, you know, oil's got a little bit of a rally today, but I think that's a, a great opportunity to sell it. And I think there's going to be, again, it's going to be quiet until it's not. And I'm expecting a very big move. Uh, it could be, it should be most likely, in my opinion, both ways. I think the, the new highs are on the horizon first. Uh, that's the way I see it. We've got some big earnings coming out this week. Uh, Google, Amazon, Facebook. So let's see how it all plays out. This is The Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, <laughs> excuse me, don't forget to download The Bubba Show every day at libertytalk.fm. And if you want to help us out with our high school investing program, going to our ninth year, uh, please go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. And thanks to those who have already helped us. But we're running, we're running low on funds and may not be able to continue. So please check it out. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be right back with Jane King after The Bubba Show. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, and it's time for the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King. Lila makes me the Kaching Report, and just back from Vegas. What's up, Jane King? Vegas, baby. And I actually played this. We had a seven hour delay, by the way, coming back to New York because it was Tuesday when we had all those bad storms. And so, what do you do when you're stuck in an airport in Las Vegas? You play the slot machine. So, I won 50 bucks. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. So how was it was so, something to do, boy? I I hadn't had much sleep with all that time change and everything, and I just had to do something to like occupy my time. So I did that. So what were you doing in Vegas? <laughs> um, Caesars unveiled this, or they had a groundbreaking for this new big kind of meeting space, and um, you know, like everything's just like over the top large in Vegas. So this thing's going to be able to hold ten thousand people. Um, they're going to have the two, the world's largest two pillarless ballrooms. So um, they were groundbreaking for that and expected to be open in 2020. You know, what's interesting is like everybody thinks Vegas casinos, gambling. It's like getting to be a huge just hub of stuff. Um, meetings and conventions. It's tied with Orlando is the number one meeting convention city. And um, they're getting a bunch of sports teams, too, uh, football and hockey. And so it's really kind of an up-and-coming town. It's interesting. No, it's a great town. And it's obviously I do my seminars in Vegas because it's, it's easier and less expensive to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, you well, and there's tons of flights, like direct flights from all over the U.S. every day. So um, they really have, have done a good job in terms of attracting tourists and also meetings and conventions. There's huge business. Okay, so let's get to the meat of it. Uh, what was your reaction to uh, the Trump-Putin press conference? I mean, obviously the media had a meltdown. Uh, your media, yeah. what, what did you think of it? What was your what was your take? Well, you know, that was Monday, and that was the day that I was covering everything at Caesars in Las Vegas. So I watched just a little bit of the press conference, and then I had to go. Um, and so the part that I watched, I only saw Vladimir Putin going, 
on and on and on and on about a question. And I was like, this dude does not stop talking. I mean, and I don't know if that's part of his strategy is that he just like, just talks and says nothing and trying to take up time. So nobody asks him any difficult questions or what exactly his strategy is there. But, um, I was like, wow, he really is taking 15 minutes to answer one question. Um, and then I come back from all the Caesars events and I see all the headlines and I was like, what the heck happened? And, you know, Anderson Cooper ranting about it and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I didn't get to see the press conference myself because what I really like to do in this day and age with the media is watch something myself and make my own decision because you just can't trust headlines anymore to really tell you what happened. And so I, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that President Trump is buddying up with Vladimir Putin. I don't think he's being played by Putin. I don't think, I think maybe he thinks that we should talk and have a dialogue and that might de-escalate some of the tensions that are going on. Um, but I don't think Putin has anything on Trump. I mean, I think some of that stuff's just ridiculous. And, you know, maybe he made a little mistake, but, you know, for God's sakes, I mean, the guy is on TV constantly. He's getting criticized from every which way. He's flying in all different time zones. I mean, you're going to make a mistake every once in a while if you say something. So I think everybody, as usual, got all overexcited and overreacted to it. Yeah, and don't, I mean, and don't you think, I mean, Trump is not a dummy, right? I mean, he's a pretty smart guy. No. Forget about what you think about him, you know, what people think about him as a personal, as a person, but he's a pretty smart guy. Don't you think he might have had, he might have another agenda behind his mind and, and why he did what he did? Well, I think so, but, you know, it's, I mean, I'm sure he's thought this through. I mean, he knows, like, what's going on um, with Russia, and I think all he I think what he tries to do when he came into office, and not just with Russia, but with North Korea and with trade and with a bunch of stuff, is he's just trying to disrupt the um, conventional knowledge. And the conventional knowledge is, you know, that Russia is bad. They, you know, they try to disrupt the election, you know, which maybe they did. There's some evidence of that for sure. Um, but I think he's trying to just say, look, let's, let's just take what everybody believes and let's just see what the truth is really out there. And I think that's why I want to meet with Putin. Um, and get to know him. And, I mean, I don't have a problem with them meeting. Um, the only thing about this whole situation I had a problem with was when Putin asked to interview one of the, one of the Americans, and I didn't think that was a good idea. And Trump agreed with that, too. So, um, I, I mean, I just think everybody's just, everybody's just crazy. Everybody's gone absolutely nuts, and we saw that again this week. There'll be something else next week. Uh, 100%. And, of course, uh, uh, Trump decided to go to – is now talking about putting tariffs on everything. And, of course, that caused a little bit of a hiccup in the markets early in the morning. Uh, but don't you think that he is just posturing and positioning to get a deal and get to say, hey, China, get your ass to the table. We need to work this out, and then we can all move forward. But we need to take care of and get rid of all these tariffs. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally think that he's – I think this is going to um, readjust uh, the world trade markets. Now, India is talking about putting some tariffs on West Coast almonds and apples and, and things like that. So I mean, this is like a global trade war, which is pretty interesting to watch. Um, but it has been unfair for decades, and people got kind of – you know, other countries got kind of used to that. Um, they didn't have to work as hard and um, – you know, I, I don't blame Trump for this. I blame the last 40 years of leadership that we had that hasn't been able to say no to anything. And I mean, and that's another thing. I mean, you know, everybody says, well, Trump's not presidential. Well, well maybe this is the way a president should be. And again, 
I don't agree with everything he does. I mean, I'm very unhappy that he got involved with the interest rate market. You know, he's talking, telling Powell that he didn't tell Powell, but he kind of said we shouldn't raise interest rates. And I'm more of a free market Mm -hmm. guy. I think interest rates should be what the market bears. But I mean, overall, he's really taking America and running it like one of his companies. And I think that's the way that we, we are a business. No matter how you look at it, we have a balance sheet. We buy, we sell, we've got, you know, liabilities. We've got receivables. Isn't it right to run it like a business so that we have a balanced budget at some point in our life, which we will never have, but isn't that the idea? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, any, the way any government is operated, I mean, they can't do X because the budget doesn't allow it. I mean, that you make your money, you, you make your decisions based on money and the funding that you have. I mean, that's just the way it is. You have to pay for this stuff. So, uh, yeah, we can't, we cannot keep going how we were going. I mean, the way that this country has been run since basically the 80s with just, you know, an immigration policy that <clears throat> was chaos, um, with, with debts to the end of time, um, with not being, you know, trade the issues that were imbalanced to the U.S., I mean, we just can't keep doing that if we're going to remain a world leader in a powerful country. And he knows that, and most people know that. And um, he just, you know, he's trying to get everything back. And I can't imagine there'd be anybody else on this planet that would be able to do what he's doing and just take that and say no and do it with energy and wake up every morning and come back for more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's there are people who, who appreciate what he's doing, and unfortunately they're not getting the bulk of the attention in the media. No, well, that, of course we know that the what the media does. So, so we've got now um, – you know, uh, markets. I think that the work things are going to work out. And I think as watching, when I watch the, the grain markets trade, they're telling me based on what I'm seeing that there's going to be a deal worked out and it's going to be very positive for farmers, which is what I've said all along. But I think you can start to see that in the way they're trading. Have you talked to any of your family about what's going on? I just out of curiosity. Mm. No, I haven't. I just talked to my brother yesterday, but we didn't talk about the grain market, but I'm going back to Indiana uh, coming up. So I'm going to get a nice read on, on how the crops look and what everybody thinks. So we've got a, we've got a Midwestern good old game of wiffle ball planned. Uh, and that gives a great time to like talk to everybody and figure out what's going on. So I'll have a full report for you next week. Uh, well, that would be good because, again, we want to know why. Again, I think that a lot of this is just error, and, and I, I really believe – that the, the biggest whiners and complainers of everything that's going on adversely with the trade is more the lobbyists and the, and the people in, in, in politics that benefit from the deals that are in place. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, the way it's been. And, and I think a lot of the people that we've elected over, you know, past, whatever, 35 years or so, have been people who just really want to be liked. They want to be loved. They want to be admired. Um, they want to be written about glowingly in um, you know newspapers and in books and for history, and they've been they haven't been able to say no to stuff, and we've got ourselves in a whole bunch of policies that are just a mess. I mean, now what, what do you do about immigration now? Okay, so you've got people in the country who are illegal, millions. I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, you know, send them home. I mean, that's any solution to fix that problem is is not desirable. I mean, everything's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cause a lot of pain. It's going to make people angry. It's going to tear the country apart even more. You know, and here we are. So you've got trade issues. And that was our friend Jane King from Lila Max Media. The Kaching Report always brings good things to the show. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. 
as well as a Sporting Edge. You get the Bubba Show, Sporting Edge, and Crypto Investor X. But, of course, we want to remind you to continue to download away. Uh, and also don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free at BubbaTrading.com. Just fill out the little form that pops up. No credit card. It's all free. Every day I send you a video. Uh, and uh, we're going to step out here for a break. We'll be back with more of The Bubba Show and Matt Demeter from DemeterResearch.com after break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba we're coming right back to you. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and Todd Bubba Horwitz, BubbaTrading.com. And so, Matt, we started talking about accredited investors. And, and again, I don't. I think that you should be able to invest in anything you want, no matter what money you had, no matter how much money you earn. I mean, again, obviously, you can't leverage yourself out of business, uh, you know, unless somebody allows you to. And, and whether you're accredited or not, you can use leverage anyway. So what's why is it that certain investments need to be accredited, like in some of the cryptocurrency world? Yeah, I don't, it's a good question. I don't really have a good answer. I mean, you know, you know, hedge funds are supposed to be a sophisticated, you know, invest. You need a sophisticated investor, and you, you know, whatever that means. And uh, you know, it, there's there's a lot of private investments you require somebody to be an accredited investor, and it's just it's just stupid because if people are going to make bad decisions. They can do it in so many other ways and lose their money instantaneously. We talked about this before. I mean, somebody can just walk into a casino, drop their entire life savings in a you know in an hour, and then walk out and they're they're ruined. I mean, how come how come people don't have to? How, how come there's no know your customer rules for that? How come you know you can just walk you you just walk in? They don't know your name. They don't know you, but you can put your life savings on on the craps table. It, 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 it makes no sense. And yet, you know, when you have people that are, um, you know, trying to raise money for their next, you know, big idea, you know, there's a there's a chance you're, you'll that investor could do really well. But no, he's got to go through the KYC process, know your your customer and uh, and they're, they won't be allowed in if they're not accredited. And it, it just it seems uh, it seems wrong to me that. Some opportunities are afforded to people that are already well off, but if you're if you if you haven't reached that level yet, you're not you're not welcome. Well, and that even goes. I can take it one step farther, Matt. We could talk about opening up just a brokerage account. 
You don't have to be a credit investor no. to open a brokerage account. You can open a brokerage account and blow your brains out, right? I mean, yeah. how long does it take to blow your brains out trading futures, for example, if you're if you're just firing away? I mean, you know, yeah. again, to me, it, it's it's ridiculous, and that's where I, I think a lot of the uh, the the disinformation and a lot of the misleading things are about what the what the world's all about. And of course, I, I think that this is where we go back to where cryptocurrencies really become and, and kind of equal the playing field. Because it can't be manipulated. I mean, obviously, if you have enough money, you can try to manipulate it as the Hunt Brothers did with silver at one time. But at the end of the day, the free markets are going to win out, I believe. And, of course, you've now got IBM, you know, with their their blockchain technology. I mean, they started, you know, long ago. They were one of the first in the pool, so to speak. And now they're doing more expectation with cryptocurrency. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's being adopted. Tech companies, I want to see... As far as tech companies go, I want to see which cryptos that they adopt, which ones they uh, they like the most. And I think IBM is is uh, is using Stellar, you know, and uh, uh, Stellar Lumens as their their crypto, or at least they're using the you know the blockchain of, of Stellar for some of their their stuff. So that's interesting to me. That's one that's one that we're interested in is Stellar. Um, I don't know if it has the best. You know, development team. I, uh, you know, you don't. I don't hear a lot about them. So, uh, but I, I, if IBM's working on it, that's a pretty good vote of confidence. And you know, I think there's other big tech companies. All kinds of tech companies now are are investigating distributed ledger technologies. They know that it's going to be part of you know their business. Uh, and and I think you know whoever the tech companies adopt will be will be winners. So. Now, now, it seems to me, you know, we've had some nice movement in Bitcoin. We've had some, you know, nice movement in a couple others. But Ethereum has not really had any really great movement. And EOS, which you and I both thought was going to be a big one, and it may still be. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be, but it really hasn't moved very much. What are your thoughts of those? Well, you know, it, you know, it, it, we're at looking at on EOS, we're at 812 right now. And it got as low as 650 over this bear market. So, you know, it's had a reasonable pop from the low. Uh, big, uh, Ethereum, I think, you know, 360, now we're at 465. Uh, so it's doing okay too. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin's been the big winner, I, th- I I would say. And I think a lot of that has to do with the ETF that's coming out. I, I think it's coming out. I mean, I'm being optimistic. It hasn't been approved yet by the SEC, but that ETF, you know, is, is that's, I think a lot, that's the game changer, I think, because, It'll funnel a lot of uh, a lot of investment dollars in t- directly into Bitcoin, and and that was my beef with the futures because the futures didn't didn't have a direct connection to to Bitcoin, actual Bitcoin, because they were cash settled. But uh, this ETF that's proposed, it, it would hold actual Bitcoin. So if it's approved, then you have a whole a huge source of of uh, you know, cash coming into Bitcoin, and then I think, you know, the there will be speculation that go that goes from Bitcoin to all the, you know, the other s- smaller cryptos. You know, people will use their Bitcoin. You know, the the pumped up price of Bitcoin will be used to you know buy others, and that'll be helpful for the entire crypto space. Now, you and I interviewed uh, Kinesius a couple of weeks ago or so, and uh, any developments with them? Have you seen anything coming from them? So, you know, they were going to use gold as a backing to cryptocurrency. I haven't seen any new news, but uh, you know, I think they're just you know, in, 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 they're just developing their their system and probably reaching out to 
any everybody and anybody that is vaulting gold and silver uh, that they can they can work with and just yeah developing their system but no no specific new news from that i that i've read all right now is there any that you like at these levels you know any that you're willing to share of some of these let's say lesser priced uh, you know, ET, uh, not ETFs, but uh, Bitcoins, you know, let, let's say yeah. Cardano or, you know, one of those. Is there any of those that you like in this this lower price area? Yeah, I, you know, uh, there's a, probably a couple I'm okay just talking about. Like, I think I think Bitcoin, it, for anybody that didn't ha- already own anything, I would obviously start with Bitcoin and this, this ETF is going to push that up. Uh, you know the ones we've talked about with Ethereum as well. Ethereum's fine. I am worried that EOS. I, I, I if I was an Ethereum holder, I would be worried that EOS is going to crush them. So I would have some EOS, and I'd probably have a little bit more EOS than we have, have Ethereum. Stellar's okay. I'm not so Stellar to me is sort of a plain vanilla. Um, I know they ha- it's probably a bad. Uh, they got more going on underneath the surface. They have a. Uh, their own decentralized exchange. They they got things going for them. But um, Jed McCaleb, who's the inventor of both Stellar and Ripple, uh, I'm not sure how you know day to day he is on Stellar. So I don't know about the development team on Stellar. How active are they? And that may just be my own ignorance. But um, it's not. They're not. That group doesn't come up a lot in, in the stuff I read. So, um, but I think they could be good. Um, I'm I'm pretty bullish on 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 most of them. Uh, there's uh, uh, Zen Cash is a good one, but uh, I this is where it may or may not work out. I mean, they had a 51% attack recently, about six weeks ago, and that was pretty pretty negative. But they have a good team, and they um, they're big time on privacy. That's their big thing. So there, there is a fork of Zcash, which already had you know good privacy um, built into their their coin. That's like Monero too is private, very private, right? Yeah, Monero, Monero, and and Monero, Zcash, and Dash each have privacy uh, built into them in, a, in different ways. Like how they produce, how they create the privacy is is a little bit different. Like what what. Uh, algorithm or whatever they use, uh, so they're each different on that in that respect. But Zencash is, you know, their their whole part of their whole mission is just they want it to be ultra ultra anonymous, and I think that's cool. And they're, they're pretty active in their development. But it is worrisome that they were able to somebody was able to pull a fifty one percent attack on them. Um, that just, you know, that that shouldn't happen. So there's a lot of hesitancy around it. I th- I think they'll get through it and they'll eventually, you know, come out the other side doing real well but uh that's a big time speculation so you know I, I wouldn't put a lot of money into that one well i mean you're just a believer you know if you'd say you know if you had you know let's say ten thousand invest you would split it up between a bunch of them and 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 not you know try to you know say this is the next right one because we just don't know i mean i think you and i both agree that the big names will be around you know what prices will be around we don't know but they will be around and they're probably not going anywhere, but some of these smaller ones, and, you know, I'm just looking at a list, but, you know, uh, Enigma. I mean, you know, will that be around? Who knows? I mean, you know, smart cash. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, but there, but but even, as you once said here, I believe, is to take, you know, 100 bucks and to put it into, you know, 20 of them, you know, you take a chance. And if one of them pops out, you're in great shape, right? Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I think if 
you know, each each one is different too. I mean, you, EOS, for example, is, is a platform, and Ethereum is a platform, and some of them are platforms, some of them are just straight up currencies. So I think the ones that have, you know, more features are are, are better, and because they they can do more and they have a better shot, probably. Bitcoin may make it just as a pure currency. Um, but yeah. I, I think Bitcoin is going to be what we call a stored value. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of coin that's my opinion unless they you know really improve their transaction costs and the way they do business but otherwise i think it'll be more of a stored value more like a gold i mean that's i always thought that it would be a competitor for gold and I, i'm i'm still believing that that's very similar that that's where people are going to kind of park their money uh because again they, it's too big and it's too hard to maneuver and obviously we'll see that and this is the bubba show Todd bubba horwitzer with matt demeter demeterresearch.com and we're going to stop out every break, but make sure you go to LibertyTalk.fm and download the show each and every day. And also check out DemeterResearch.com and see what Matt's doing. In the meantime, we're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be back with more of The Bubba Show and Matt Demeter after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, we're coming right back. Back to The Bubba Show with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and me, Todd Bubba Horowitz, BubbaTrading.com. So, Matt you know, uh, you, you had some views on, on markets. And of course, you thought that NASDAQ's going to 8,000. And, you know, it was down a little bit last week, but certainly uh, nothing nothing really happened at all. I mean, I would say that last week might have been one of the deadest weeks in it forever. Uh, are you still looking for that 8,000 as, as your top to be able to short the markets? Uh, yeah, it was pretty dead, but um, I we got close to 7,900. I'm actually looking for 7,900 now. I'm not... I'm not convinced we're going to get all the way to 8,000. I do have I do have a relatively horizontal target line at 8,000. I'm just not. The problem is it has wiggle room. Like I can move it. This this pattern I can move down this top line down a little bit, and it pretty much works. I can move it up a little bit, and it'll still pretty much work. But on a top like this, I want to make sure that we get it. So I want to go with the lowest interpretation, you know, and just to make sure I we get in. Because if I have to, if I have to let the Nasdaq run against us by a hundred points, I'll let it do that. But uh, you know, some of these shorter term patterns uh, look like they could they could peak out a little sooner. So I'm airing. Yeah, that's another reason I'm airing on the, the lower end. But I think seventy nine hundred hundred is. You know, we we just started at the very peak last week. We just started, you know, uh, doing a few QQQ shorts, minor, minor. But um, I think we're getting close to a top. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just don't yeah. want to. You're willing to take a little bit of risk, not to miss it, because I'm assuming what you expect, which is what I expect, and what I try to tell people is. I'm looking for that next big sell-off, but really I'm not looking for the sell-off. I don't want to try to anticipate it, but you're a little bit longer term when you do it. But what I really want to do is I want to see the subsequent rally and then sell into that rally once I feel that the top is in. Yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good strategy too. Um, that's that, that's the prob- probably the safest way to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think we're getting close to a top. I'm still sticking to that. One thing that I think is a little more clear in my stuff is that Russell 2000, I really do think it needs to get a little higher. And uh, that would come in around 1730. And we haven't gotten there yet. So um, so that that one's actually slightly rising. So um, I don't know, call it 1735 even. some Somewhere around there I think would be 
you know, where, a, where Russell 2000 used to peak. That's still a pretty big move, obviously. In the futures, it's like 300 points. Uh, but again, I, I wouldn't say no. I, I, I can't tell you. And of course, you and I both talked about gold last week in that 1240 level. And of course, we talked with, uh, uh, with Ted Butler from Butler Research. And of course, gold, once it broke that 1240, it was like a hot knife through butter right down to 1210. And some troll started you know sending me emails you know that because i i write for kitgo all the time and i go yeah okay so what so it's until it gets back over 1240 to me it's going under 1200 what do you think yeah i agree with that i the uh i have another support comes into play at 1180 ish 1185 it's but it's declining so and then I have another one that's down all the way down to 1160. So basically, I think there's multiple supports coming into play from 1185 to 1160, and that's that's the next place I'd be looking to buy. And 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 commercial positioning is getting is getting very bullish. It's on the very bullish end of their traditional range. It can get more bullish, you know. So I'm not saying we're not going to keep going lower. I do think so, but. That's my next level. I, I that I, I probably will buy that. Um, I still don't think the long term lows are in for either gold or silver. I still think we have a shot at breaking below the two thousand the December two thousand fifteen lows uh, in both metals. So you know I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold back a little bit for the long you know that's that's a long term target for me. We're gonna obviously zigzag all the way there, but. Um, the next place for gold for me is eleven eighty five. We'll start buying. All right, no, I understand that. And of course, oil. You said that seventy five hundred or seventy five dollars was your top on oil. Seventy five twenty seven is the high. And now we're we've got we got down to I think in the sixty sixes last week at one point and closed near around sixty eight. Uh, what's the what's the upside resistance now? I, I'm looking like seventy is a spot to, to reshort or to short. What do you think? Yeah, I you know I think that little. Uh, there's some squiggles on the line around, yeah, uh, around on the chart around seven seventy to seventy one. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of resistance there. I, obviously, the seventy five area is the the bigger resistance. I don't think this move down is complete. I think it's sort of we're stair stepping down, and I think we got one more drop because I'm looking at what should be happening with RSI, and it should it, it looks because I do patterns in in my actual indicators and and. It looks to me that 30, you know, daily RSI of 31, 32 is where where it's daily RSI is trying to get to, and we're at 46. So I think oil's got a little bit more to the downside. I I, I started covering a little bit when we got to you know 66, uh, 66.20 or 66.30, whatever it was. I think we're going into the 50s before the year is over. So that's that's my that's that's my two cents worth of it. Uh, I think it's going a lot lower again. There'll be some rallies in here, which yeah. always makes sense. But uh, I'd look to be a continued seller of these rallies. I don't think there's much hope here. And uh, interesting action in the dollar on Friday. Uh, it looked like it was going to break out above 95, which it has not been able to do so for the last couple of months. And uh, then had almost what some were calling a key reversal pattern. Uh, to me, it's just really still in consolidation. And I think that the selling was more based on some of the words from our president about the dollar. But I think it resumes and goes much higher again from here. And I'd like to be a buyer of the dollar. What are your thoughts? I agree with you 100 percent. You know, I, I, I think we're going a lot higher in the dollar. And, you know, and it will take time. But <clears throat> my target's still, you know, about in between 123 and 124. And that's a huge move up. 
And uh, my first resistance here comes into play. This is dollar futures, so it can be a little different than the dollar index, but it comes in at 96.15. So, and slowly declining, slowly declining. But uh, so I say just say 96. I think we're going to get there. And uh, I say 97, and I'm not, I'm sticking to it. But let me ask you a question. Okay. I have said on my shows and things that we can get to, I think we get the par before the year is over. Am I out of line or is that a possibility? No, I, I think that's a definite possibility. Um, you never know. You know, as far as timing goes, you never really know because, you know, while we were at the bottom, we had that bottom uh, earlier in the year, the first half of the year, and dollar just went sideways for, what, five months, four months? Forever. So, for, for what felt like an eternity. Yeah, just, there was almost nothing to talk about with the dollar because all it did was chop sideways. Uh, and then we finally got liftoff uh, in April. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're right to say that. I think you're right to say parity is just, you just never know if we're ever going to go into one of these long consolidations that then throws the timing off. But I think we are definitely going higher. It's just a matter of time. And I do think eventually we get my target, like I said, is 123. I'm still talking, I'm still believing we're going to get there. I don't see anything in the indicators, like the long-term indicators, like weekly and monthly RSIs. They haven't. They haven't gotten too overbought. There's still room to go. So now, uh, last week we you you called the bottom in the grain markets, and we bought some DBA, and the DBA didn't do much. But again, I, obviously, it's not one of those real active stocks to begin with. But it did, you know, gain a little bit. Uh, do you see that having a chance to really pop anytime soon, or do you figure that it's just going to kind of grind higher? No big time. Well, I. That's the thing with agriculture. I mean, when we've had some bull markets, they really have ripped, you know, like where you've made, you know, where ag, I guess this was what, 2000, I don't remember the year anymore. It's been a while. Well, but, 2008, uh, wheat, Minnesota, Minneapolis wheat went to like $22. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like sometimes it just takes off. Sometimes it, it just grinds. Uh, with with this, I think we're coming. We, we either hit a major bottom or we came very very close. We could still go a little lower in DBA, you know, all the way down to seventeen maybe. Uh, it would start stretching patterns. It's already begun stretching them. Uh, but I think DBA is in the ballpark of of a huge bottom, and you know, then it's just a question of how fast do we go to the upside, and. I think it could be very fast. This is a very powerful bottom, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, we talked about soybeans, too. I think, you know, soybeans have done very well. Uh, it, they have bounced, you know, right where I thought. Um, so that's looking very bullish to me, too. I mean, the pattern in, in soybeans since, you know, we've had the, the trade war stuff or whatever, the tariff stuff, um, it, it's been, you know, this choppy lower low stuff that looks – a lot like a you know a bull flag we could do we could go we could even go break back down again and, and make a slightly lower low but it would be slight it wouldn't be you know much lower and then we you know we can make another bottom that way but i don't care i you know i'm staying long i think you know that we we got it really close to low if 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 not the low as always matt thank you so much for being here i appreciate it so, it's always great to be here uh, and that was Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. This is the Bubba Show, Top of Horrors. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same station. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Turn the noise down. Lit. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.